Oh my God, Steve! I think we lost them. That was that was insane. I don't know. I don't know how they could talk about games for so long. Oh, oh my goodness! But you know, we still have the same problems. You don't have any games to play on your Oculus Quest. I'm like so winded. I don't. I don't even know if I can play a game. But but wait, that there's like a, a weird. Do you see that weird dude over there? Is that a is that a games merchant? Is he looking at us? Do you think we can get some quest games from him? Maybe. Let, let's let's walk over to him real quick. Yeah, it looks like the side quest logo on his jacket. Oh, dope, dope. He can hook us up. Okay, okay. Oh, look, he's he's opening his jacket. Oh, oh yeah. Oh no. Wait, oh, oh god. Oh wait. Oh, oh. There's two people in there. Steve, we're still in the intro. It's about the decision, boys. Hello, and welcome to Head-Mounted Destinations, a podcast about virtual reality and VR game development. We provide our perspective as developers and provide a peek behind the curtain for people interested in how VR games are made. I'm Matt, and I'm a gameplay programmer. And I'm Carlos. I'm a game designer. Today, we wanted to follow up our recommendation episode where we talked about the best apps available for the Quest, the Oculus Quest. We wanted to do an episode where we focus on SideQuest, which if you're not familiar, is basically an alternative storefront for the Oculus Quest. So right now, the the main way to get games for the Oculus Quest is to go to the Oculus Store to buy an app, to download it through their interface, and then you launch it from within the headset. Right. And normally, this is the only way to get a game. But there's a way of... It's essentially jailbreaking your Oculus Quest in order to be able to to do this thing called sideloading an app onto the device, which is basically just installing an application the same way a developer would install a test version of an application. But SideQuest has a nice big storefront and like a clean interface where once you get it set up, it's effectively one click to download and install a game. Yeah, and getting it set up is actually like not too complicated at all. I actually just went through the steps today to refresh myself, and it is basically just downloading the SideQuest app, letting it run, and then uh, once it runs, you like go to the Oculus site, set up an account, and then make sure your headset settings are set to developer mode or something. And once it's plugged into the computer, it goes like they talk to each other, and it's like, boom. Now all you have to do is find a game, click it, click install on the headset, and you're able to play it after uh, however long it takes to download it, which is really cool. Um, something I wanted to mention is that unlike jailbreaking, as far as I understand jailbreaking, um, the, your headset doesn't like lose its warranty, and it's not like it's as far as I know, it's not installing any like crazy stuff on your headset. It's really just like here is the itch.io of VR games, essentially. Uh, it's just a place for like people to put uh, people who are very passionate about making games, but maybe they're not making them professionally yet. They can put their personal projects or their their personal team projects out on the market to try out as demos or maybe a paid indie experience. Yeah. So itch.io is people probably aren't familiar with that. It's similar to Steam or any other game online games marketplace, but it is targeted at indie developers primarily. And so it tends to be a lot of free or low-cost apps that are a little more experimental, and it's it has a particular culture as an ecosystem versus Steam, which is much more traditional, etc. So, and actually SideQuest has integration with Itch. 
So I think you can have like a hosting on itch and maybe get payment through it. Yeah, so SideQuest, actually, you can buy games through it. There's a plethora of free demos. Uh, I think some of them are, like, kind of paid trial versions, and others are, like, the paid full games. Uh, the paid will either go through SideQuest or it'll go through Itch, I have seen. I've definitely seen the, the stuff for Itch. There are some games that will... When you click, like, install the headset, uh, it'll pop a thing up for itch, and it'll tell you, hey, the developers made this free, but if you want, you could donate some money when you're picking it up now. And uh, if you don't want to do that, there's a button to, like, skip past it. But it's cool that they do allow you... This is a storefront that allows you to get revenue, um, especially for the more indie creators in the vr marketplace because vr is already niche as it is a lot of the developers are indie i think that might be a a misconception that people have mainstream people have with vr that like you know games are going to be out the same caliber and have just as many like triple a experiences as like console stuff but i think the reality is more like we have maybe a triple a or two and then like a lot of like the mid-tier and then a lot of like the a lot of indies who are like trying to like polish up their stuff yeah well i guess real quick we can take a little bit of a a diversion and talk about how spaces worked historically because there was a period of time when vr was like the hot new thing and you saw every almost every game studio at least considering developing for vr and maybe doing some internal prototypes and a lot of them you know, maybe released a game or two, and then we're like, oh, games don't sell in VR because no one has a headset. So this isn't profitable. And they stopped making VR games. So now the space is, yeah, a couple of dedicated VR studios and a lot of like independent developers because it's, well, banking on the explosion of like easy to use game development tools that have really enabled the indie scene to thrive recently, you know, like mm-hmm. Unity, Unreal. So like, There's a lot of people trying out, you know, prototyping experimental ideas in VR or like building out small games by themselves or with a a small team. But so, okay, why is, how does that connect to SideQuest? Well, part of the issue is if I make an experimental prototype for the Oculus Quest, how do I get that into the hands of other people? Do I like just host the APK file, which is, you know, the executable file. Do I just like host that on my website and share it on Reddit or whatever? Like the discoverability is very poor. And then anyone who would want to play that has to download the APK, plug in their headset, copy the file over, run the install command in the terminal. Like it's not very user friendly. And so SideQuest takes down the the walled garden of the, the Oculus store where you have to get a concept approved and go through a bunch of VRC checks and instead, it's it's sort of a looser environment where things that maybe aren't a great idea to have in VR can at least have a place to live and people can try it out. So it's a very nice complement to the like otherwise pretty restrictive Oculus Quest marketplace. Yeah, the biggest advantage in there that Matt mentions is cutting out the technical hurdle as well. The The whole like opening different files and folders to find your headset and then copying things over like all of that is removed it's almost like side quest is the quest side quest is to installing mods and indie games as quest is to virtual reality 
if you catch my drift. It just makes everything so much easier and more accessible that you go, oh, wow. Like, I don't know computers, but I could fucking hook this up pretty easily. And you end up playing a lot of really, like, like again, experimental. The experimental stuff I always find cool and fun because it's things you can't find most anywhere else, right? Yeah, it's remarkable how many people... Because, okay, so there's still a little bit of a hurdle there in that, like, you have to enable developer mode, which is weird. But if you look at the numbers, there are a lot of people that have enabled developer mode. Like, it's a substantial percentage of just Quest users. So, like, everyone and their mother is doing this. But at the same time, we know people who are VR developers who were like, eh, I don't know if I want to, like, check out side quests. Like, it seems like it's a little bit involved. So there, there is still like a, if not an actual hurdle, at least a perceptual hurdle of it seeming complicated or dangerous. Yeah. And there are YouTubers out there that have made quick, easy how-to videos. Uh, I think Cass and Cherry or Cass and Cherry VR, not sure the pronunciation on the name, but uh, they made a how-to use side quest uh, on on the headset video there have been others that have come out and uh well at this point <laughs> i guess when it comes to getting us to get our our other developer friends to get into this it's really a matter of like linking them or screenshotting them the instructions because it's literally just like five steps and all the steps are like really bolded out and have only like two sentences to them because of like how straightforward it is uh so Really, it's going to have to be that word of mouth and advocacy, which I think we just see all over the place in VR because, again, it's so it's still fresh. But, you know, we're we're making our way, getting more and more known. And just like with regular console gaming and modding in that regard, people are going to have to learn how to do it. And then time's going to pass. A long time is going to have to pass until something akin to you know the fallout console mods being widely used so a great example of why this is such a valuable thing to have is the virtual desktop extension which is like probably the number one reason that people get side quest so there's this app virtual desktop which streams your computer from your computer over local wi-fi uh, to your headset so you can see your computer monitor in VR and, and like click and use your computer from within VR. Now, the developer originally added the capability to stream a VR game that is running on your desktop computer to your headset through that same mechanism. But Oculus denied the patch because there's the potential for a poor experience. If your connection is poor, then it'll jitter and or or be very like um like high compression on it so it'll look super jaggy and that they were like this is not acceptable we want a very smooth experience for people but like also a lot of people have the technical know-how to make sure that their wi-fi has enough bandwidth and get it all set up and that's a really powerful tool that you can't get anywhere else being able to stream a vr game to your quest headset wirelessly and so you can download a patch through SideQuest for this virtual desktop app that enables that VR streaming capability. Now, Matt, do you need the Oculus version or the Steam VR version of virtual desktop in order for it to work on Quest? You buy the virtual desktop base app through the Oculus store and download it onto your 
headset. Okay. And then you install the patch through SideQuest, which enables, and then there's a program, a separate program that you run on your computer that's like the streamer companion that actually uh, sends it. And so through the streamer, it's actually able to get your inputs and stuff for the PC game you're trying to play? Right. So basically it emulates a headset on the PC side of things. Huh. Okay. It actually, you don't even need the Oculus runtime on your computer because you, you go through Steam VR. And so, like, I basically, it's the only way I've played uh, Half-Life Alex, for example, is wirelessly on my quest. I see. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you've been telling me about it for a while, but uh, I don't think I, I ever actually had it broken down like that. That does seem really good. So it, there is also an option to, it's a little more involved, and I haven't actually done it myself, so take this with a grain of salt. But you can configure your uh, household internet in such a way that it allows very efficient streaming over the internet. So you could literally stream from your computer to anywhere else. Because it normally just works on your Wi-Fi network. So it has to be able to find your computer on the local network rather than routing packets over the internet. But you can set it up such that you can stream from your PC anywhere, which would be awesome. You just like pull out your quest at your friend's house and be like, hey, check out Half-Life Alex." And you're like, where's the computer? Oh, it's at home. Damn. My mind is a little bit blown. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, this is an this is an awesome this is an awesome app and yeah, definitely with with that being said, would you like us to move on to other cool ass apps on this side quest store? Yeah, let's give the listeners a little bit of a a listicle of uh, cool side quest experiences to check out. Uh, a travel brochure, if you will, of various head-mounted destinations you can go to, brought to you by SideQuest. Do we, do we have a sponsorship? <laughs> we got, <laughs> yeah, we got we to gotta Photoshop a little travel p- pamphlet with SideQuest at the bottom, <laughs> like a bunch of Montana trees and mountains in the background. Yeah, so one of the uh, first apps that I tried um, that I found really cool, and this was this is another great example of why SideQuest is cool, is it was mm-hmm. basically a demo that some company had put together. And they were like, eh, we don't know if we want to spend the money to turn this into a like a full thing. So we're just going to throw this demo up and like see how people receive it. Uh, and the, the demo was best described as like a 3D jigsaw puzzle. So they took a photo scanned 3D model of like a, I guess it was like a monastery castle type thing in France, maybe, and just broke it apart into a bunch of bits and then showed you some pictures of what the environment looked like. And you have to connect up the chunks. And like when they, when you get close, they snap together. And so you're like slowly rebuilding this environment from these little pieces that are all around you. That sounds like a really like calming and fun use of VR. Yeah. That's uh, Puzzling Places is the name. That one is still on my to-try list. The uh, one game that immediately comes to mind when I think of SideQuest, uh, because I am a anime fan, I think of Attack on Titan VR. Uh, this is the one I've spent the most time in, and I dig it. It's very fun. It's also pretty difficult. Like There's a bit of a learning... I, I would say there's a bit of a learning wall. It's not much of a curve. <laughs> but <clears throat> but learning how to use the uh like 
omnidirectional like gear the grapple hooks also with like thrusters and like figuring out how to line up the sword right to chop the nape of the titan's neck like all of that stuff is like really hard to do but i think that's part of the experience like that's the reason why we see the main characters in the show at least like take months to like develop those skills and executing that in vr feels awesome there's a couple of levels in there you can like summon as many titans as you want there's online multiplayer like and it's all free which is the coolest like that's just such a good title to have. Um, so like if you can pick, if you're a new quest user and you know, you got a couple of games, go ahead and like get, get side quests and like get on trying out some of these like demos and some of these, uh, free games. Cause they're like really cool. Attack on Titan is like my top champion for side quest. Yeah. Another one that comes to mind when you're talking about demos is uh crazy Kung Fu. It has like a KFC style thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it has like the dude who trained uh Kill Bill or Uma Thurman. <laughs> it has like that dude with the long beard as like the th- as on the thumbnail with the KFC logo. This is so weird. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's I, I actually had a had a blast. It's like one of those training things for boxing where, where it has like the rotating arms that you have to like dodge or block, but it has like swords and stuff. because uh, it's cause it's crazy. And so yeah, it's sort of like a uh are you stationary in this? Are you yes. like in a dojo? Okay. Yes. And so it's a lot of like block this arm now, like dodge, duck, lean, step back, step in. Uh, and like you get into the flow of it and it has levels. So it's, it's sort of like a, almost like a rhythm type, you know, like beat saber style game where you're trying to mm-hmm. like perfect it. But so that's a demo for it's on like steam and it's for the rift. I don't know if it's on quest, so that's like that's like a very like peculiar thing is a free demo for a game that you can play on the quest natively, but the demo is for a game that you can only buy for desktop VR. But like, hey, why not? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So uh the next title I would uh float up would be if you're a fan of Time Crisis, I would bring up Crisis Brigade. That's right, <laughs> Brigade with a with a V <laughs> because it's VR. <laughs> so this game, Crisis Brigade, you play uh it's a first person shooter uh game where uh you are in these like short burst scenarios you're on the crisis brigade of the police force and you're you're always going to respond to a crisis that's what each level is so the level i played i think was like a bank heist or whatever and uh you start out like time crisis you start out in these like sort of like arena vignette areas and you have to like uh in fits in actual with your whole body now crouch behind cover rather than pressing a trigger to or, or a pedal to pop in and out of cover you're now crouching behind things like cop cars uh and also you're in one space you can't like freely move around until you've like cleared a certain number of enemies and then your character can like advance to one direction or another and you select like how you want to do that but that game is like it's it's fun it's a it's a first person shooter so it's like straightforward to grasp it has a concept that's easy to grasp with a bit of the hero fantasy that i don't think a lot of uh i don't think most other games have hit in a vr yet and if you want to play a diehard style you can but if you want to be like a regular a regular style cop then like that's the way to play it because also i think it's like two hits and you're dead so super cool. It, it's like a very fun game, very arcadey, uh and it does the time crisis thing of like 
doing that big red circle on someone that's like about to do a kill shot on you uh so would recommend that if you're a fan of first person shooters you like arcade games and uh enjoy vr that's a good that's a good one crisis brigade so another one that i i saw and i i want to play it um i just haven't haven't had the time uh is hyperdash oh i have that installed as well yeah we got to play that together yeah so this is like Another cool example of how SideQuest uh, really helps developers and, and just makes the space richer is it's in alpha and they're, they were like, didn't want to go through the VRC approval process for the Oculus store just yet because like they're still working on it or it's intense. Maybe they, you know, they have like kinks to work out. Um, so they just like put it on SideQuest and it's free for now until they release it and then it'll be paid so it's like a free alpha but also you can cross play with the pc version and it's this uh 5v5 arena shooter game with mobility yeah a big key in that description was the cross play so we're we've been talking about this third party app that like side loads these games onto your headset and all about these walled gardens uh, well mostly the oculus walled garden uh but having having a feature like crossplay on on a like early access thing that's on a third party program is like a great way to keep that player base alive or at least allow that player base to grow and thrive because you would almost expect that like crossplay wouldn't be included you know you would have to play with other people you're playing on side quest right like not even the 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 store version of the game i guess so it's a great feature i'm saying like crossplay being in there like i don't think you would often see it but it's cool that it's in there yeah i'm actually curious about that now how the crossplay works because yeah i would assume that if you don't have if you're side loading then the app might not have like an Oculus ID associated with it. So it might not be able to access like Oculus online services. What's an Oculus ID for our listeners who are not quite familiar with that? Um, so you can imagine like a game, if you want to link up the, the current, the player with other people that are looking for game, then you need some centralized server to matchmake. And usually you would use the person's platform identity so like i have an oculus account i am logged in with my oculus account to my headset and when i try to find a match it goes hey oculus user matt is trying to find a match here are some other users that are trying to find a match let's like link them all up and then you can see their avatar or their profile and you can get your friends list because you're logged in and you can join into your friends game but if the app doesn't have a isn't doesn't have an entry on the oculus store system then it can't access any of that identity information and so now it becomes a little bit harder to uh, match make players mm. basically i mean that's also a big issue with playing between like oculus and steam maybe we can do a, a whole cross play deep dive at some point yeah that would be something good to tackle because i think that is a 
that's something crossplay is something that I am encountering in my life like more and more as I'm trying to play with uh, somebody who only has one console and isn't a PC gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that is budding, but I think it's something that now that the gamers have gotten a taste of it, myself included, we all want it like ubiquitously. Yeah, and it's really important for VR because the player base is much smaller. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, so moving on to uh. I guess one more title that I have personally played that I would call out. Uh, again, this is a shooter. It is Operation Serpens. Um, so that's like serpents, but without the T. And it is, it's a very like goofy, almost like cartoony Saturday morning cartoon style, like G.I. Joe shooter. Uh, there's waves of enemies and you're behind cover, but uh as far as i recall like your yeah your cover your play area has several like spots for cover and uh, a window or two to like shoot through but that play space uh goes through fun changes as levels go on uh you're an, a military unit hunting down like various drug lords and gang leaders um on this like wanted list and uh so each level just has this like bombastic shooting gallery to it and the, all the enemies do shoot back at you which is why you have cover um but then there's like a flurry of weapons for you to mess with <laughs> funny enough i think reloading is just twirling your gun so like if you just like you press a button to reload but if you keep pressing it you'll like twirl your gun in your hand like over and over and over and it's just so (laughs) funny and it's that type of like fun over the top attitude the game has that like makes that makes me gravitate towards it um if i may one honorable mention i wanted to bring up that actually came out in the last week doom 3 has gotten a quest port by the side quest user known as Dr. Beef. Uh, <laughs> you need the $5 original version of Doom 3 on uh, Steam in order to play it, but once you have it, it uh, you're, it then somehow they hooked it up and modded it to have like full motion controller tracking and um, updated like VR interaction and compatibility with Quest. And it says specifically it's uh, best on Quest 2, which is pretty cool. So uh, it yeah. has a. I, I mentioned it because it has a big internet following, and I've seen a couple of gifts through the months leading up to this moment. So that's a great example because there is a whole niche community around porting old old games to VR. I'm talking like Half Life, Doom, Quake, that kind of thing. And like, there's Doctor certain... Beef has done all of those. That yeah. is exactly the list that pops up when you click that user's name. And there's like a there's a certain population of players that are super into that and it's just like not something that i think would easily make it onto the oculus quest store officially even you know this guy who's doing it would he want to spend all the like time and money getting it through that and so like having side quest as this place where just these like niche things can get found by the audiences that want them and like easily installed is just without without side quest the, the the ecosystem would be just much much worse off yes for sure and i think something uh i think something you almost touched upon there is that this doom 3 quest version is a passion project like it's not something i don't think it's something that uh people are like okay i'm going here because i'm getting paid regularly t- and i i need to just put this out there it's like this person thought 
Doom 3 was great and they wanted to shit their pants in VR and have <laughs> other people do the same. So they started working on it and years passed and eventually like it made its way onto the quest. And I think if anything, like at times, because if it's a passion project, you, mo I think like most of the time get a better product than if it were, you know, just a business project. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, do you have any uh, other games you want to call out on SideQuest? Well, just the fact that, you know, as I'm looking at it now, there's there's demos for full games that you can buy on the actual Oculus Store. Things like Racket NX, which, like, yeah, try out a demo before you buy it. It's a great game. It's like Synth Riders. I see To the Top is here. You can just literally buy it, which, you know, if you're not into supporting Oculus by buying games on their platform then like you know you can i guess buy stuff here that's a whole thing that we shouldn't get into in this episode <laughs> something for a, a whole different that's, episode that smells like a bonus thing where we just censor out all the parts that would get us on the all shit the list from oculus all, all the anti-facebook and oculus stuff just has high-pitched bleeps SideQuest is just a a, a cool Thing universally uh mm -hmm. at least at this point it's good for the players because like we all get the ability to play things that we usually won't be able to play for so many reasons it just won't be able to make it onto the store uh it is great for the developers because it allows us to like work on our own passion projects and share that with others if we want to like share it with the world or get feedback or maybe even make a little bit of money from the effort put into those those passion projects and i think most importantly for the for the medium as a whole for vr it allows the 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 creatives it allows the explorers of this medium to push boundaries and then learn from each other learn from all that experimental iteration and create new things that just build upon the last stuff like who knows what's going to happen in 18 months now that people have been playing crisis brigade and operation serpens or like the person who plays attack on titan and decides to like try and join that effort or make their own version there's just so much more that can come from this that's uh the pots the pots simmering and it'll come it's going to come to a boil soon but like this is great I would add on that for the, for a long time, VR has sort of been the domain of people who have good computers, but now we're very much escaping that. You know, plenty of people have a Quest, but not a computer that can run VR. And that's awesome, but it does, if there wasn't something like SideQuest, it closes off that experimental angle where you can just download and run any VR app. And so, yeah, the thing that pushes the medium forwards is the ability to experiment and get that experiment out to people and iterate and without side quest, that wouldn't be an avenue that's possible with just a quest device. You would have to have a computer in order to do that sort of experimentation. Hey guys, we're going to put a link in the show notes that will be a guide to get side quest. So if, if anything that we've said has piqued your interest, check out the show notes by either looking at the description of the YouTube video or going to our website, headmountedpodcast.com, and checking out the show notes for this episode. And it'll be a link right at the top. If 
If you liked this episode and want to hear more, please visit headmountedpodcast.com and sign up for our email list to get notified about new episodes. You can listen to the show on YouTube or Spotify or anywhere else where you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to discuss this episode or suggest future topics, visit our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash headmountedpodcast. If you really like listening to the show and you want to help us out, you can go and follow our Twitter at Mounted Head or follow our Facebook page at Head Mounted Podcast. But most importantly, you can tell your friends that you think would be interested. You can tell them about this podcast. And lastly, thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll see you at the next Head Mounted Destination.